Hi everybody. Today I just want to welcome us to another Bible study. Today we'll be studying Revelations 13 and 14. Let's pray. Everlasting Father, we just want to thank you for your kindness. Thank you for a new season. Thank you for how you have created a beautiful day. Thank you for your love. Thank you because you brought us into this world and even though um, the prince of this world is with us in this world, you have given us your peace and you have given us your presence. You have given us your power to overcome sickness, to overcome um, all the evil plans of the enemy for us. Thank you because the sun will not smite us by day and the moon will not smite us by night because of your power and your covering and your protection over us. We say be thou glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love and your salvation and your mercies, your grace, O oh God. We are grateful to you. As we start this Bible study, we ask that you be with us, O oh God. Do not leave us alone. Do not leave us um, hanging. Do not just leave us to ramble around as we read your word, but speak to us through your word, O oh God. Speak to me. Speak through me. Speak to everyone that will be joining this Bible study and, the, um, and will be listening to the audio recording, O oh God, and on the various platforms, O oh God, I ask that you speak to them, O oh God, and help them to understand your word for themselves, O oh God. We are covered with the blood of Jesus, everything that will prevent your word from coming forth with power, everything that will prevent your word from saving souls today, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. We ask that as your word goes forth, that faith will come and form in the hearts of everyone that hears, and you will save souls all over the world. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray amen amen i want to welcome you once again to this bible study before i start um revelation chapter 13 i would give a brief summary of where we've been coming from we are studying the end times and a lot of meetings ago we studied the book of daniel and we saw how God gave Daniel revelations about what will happen at the end of the age. But he told Daniel to go your way, to go his way, that those things will not happen at this time. So um, the thing is, God's revelation to Daniel was also given similar revelations were also given to other people in the Bible, like John one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, like Paul, Isaiah, Peter, and even Jesus himself told us in Matthew and other gospels about his coming, the end of the age. So we've been studying all these things. It's been interesting. And if you really want to get a grip of the... Um, the full picture i would like you after this bible study to go back to the previous episodes to listen to daniel the studies on daniel the studies on revelations i just want to give a brief recap of revelations as i usually do so revelation started with chapter one where god was telling john about the seven kinds of churches in the end time right and he was telling i think this churches as we explained before is the picture the, the each church is a picture of the kind of christians you can be and you can be a combination of two churches right so there were churches that 
love God and they at first but later they started loving church activities you know more than God and God asked them to go back to their first love so they knew everything that it took to become a Christian to be a Christian so their Christianity was basically on autopilot um, while they um, their Christianity was an autopilot why they forgot their first love for God um, I welcome Prudence to this meeting thank you for joining God bless you so um, Revelations 2 and 3 also talked about the churches in the Bible um, the different categories of Christians that you can be so go back in your free time to read Revelations chapter 1 verse 3 and see yourself um, which church do you belong to and it could also help to go back to the previous episodes um, where we studied Revelations chapter 1 2 and 3 so that you can understand how um, the meaning of each category of church and what category do you belong to do you belong to the church that has a lot of money and they trust in their wealth and even though they're rich Jesus told them that you are poor miserable naked you know so if you don't um, trust in God if you trust in your riches whenever there's a problem if you calculate how much um, is in your bank account to solve the problem first instead of going to God first you trust in your riches so those kind of church churches I call them the credit card Christians so what kind of church do you belong to and there are some there's, there's a category of church the church in Smyrna they are financially poor and they're suffering persecution and to our dismay Jesus told them that they are rich they are rich wow so riches is calculated differently in the um, in the spiritual realm right riches are calculated differently in the spiritual realm if you are rich you are rich in God's sight the more of God you know the more of God you know the more rich you are but in the world the more money you have the more rich you are so even though this church was poor the suffering persecution Jesus told them that you are rich and you know you cannot see that kind of riches because it's a it's a spiritual blessing riches rich in grace rich in mercy rich in favor rich in the knowledge of God do you understand so what church do you belong to so you can read the book of revelations in the Bible chapter 1 to 3 to know the church you belong to and then if there's any room for improvement you can improve yourself by taking the correction because Jesus corrected them repent do this and do that in order for you to gain the kingdom of God in order for you to and when you do this I will welcome you there were so many rewards that Jesus gave the churches I will give you um, a precious stone you will be a pillar in the house of my God you know all these things are rewards that we don't know the meaning of those rewards but <laughs> they mean they are very important in the spiritual realm so we went on to study revelations chapter 4 where John saw heaven what does heaven look like have you seen heaven before I mean the throne of God he saw there was 
emerald rainbow a green rainbow so rainbow with shades of green have you ever seen that before emerald rainbow around the throne of god and god was seated on his throne and he described god as light pure light different sapphire light shining from a throne right and he showed that jesus was in front of the throne the 24 elders were seated around god in front of the throne of god and then four different beasts were in front of the throne of god so that's what john saw and when we went to revelations chapter 5 he saw god that is that shining light on the throne holding a book in his right hand and in this book the book was sealed so it was like a scroll it was sealed with seven seals but nobody was able nobody was worthy to open the book so that we could know what it says right so john that was seeing this dream started crying and saying who's gonna open the book i know there might be important things in this book but nobody was worthy to open the book and one of the 24 elders said don't cry john there is somebody that is worthy to open the book and that is the lamb that is jesus is worthy to open the book in the hand of god and so um um john was consoled by that and they sang this song which i will sing um it's taken from if you have your bibles please open to revelations chapter 5 verse 9 to 10 and i'm gonna teach us the song and you can sing it along with me but when you open the book of the bible you will know the lyrics to the song so i from the song i've been singing it to god because i want to join the song that the the people in heaven are singing to god and trust me there are lots of book there are lots of songs in revelations there are lots of songs in revelation so revelations 5 verse 9 and they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to god by thy blood <clears throat> out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our god kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth it means that jesus is able to open the book because he sacrificed himself for us on the cross of calvary right he has made us not to he has he has made us free from sin and he has made us free from our punishments that we deserve because we are all sinners we lie we cheat we have evil motives even though we are moral where some of us are very good they're nice in our minds our thoughts are dirty so but jesus came to wash us clean by his blood he took on himself our punishment on the cross of calvary and so he is the one that is worthy to open that book in the hand of god and so they sang this song and i'll sing it right now it says thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and every people and nation and has made us unto our God 
kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth and that's the song that i formed let's let me sing it two more times and then we'll go to our bible study thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and every people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth Jesus thou art worthy thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and every people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth so Jesus was the only one worthy to open the scroll in the hand of God and then in and and I'm sure that John was happy when that happened and in Revelation chapter 6 all the scrolls not all six out of seven scrolls were open and then we saw the meaning of them and I, I know by this time if you've been listening to the previous episode you would know what each seal means but I'll just quickly do a brief review of all the six seals out of seven right so the first seal when Jesus opened the first seal on the book right he opened the first seal and John saw a white horse and the rider had a bow in his hand no arrow was mentioned just a bow and he was given a crown and he went forth conquering and to conquer and by the grace of God by the revelation that God has given us in this Bible study we saw that the the rider of the white horse or the white horse and its rider alongside the bull all signified the death and resurrection of jesus christ and we know this because god revealed it to me and in daniel when god started showing daniel dreams he started from the known to the unknown so he started from when he started from the exile right when Daniel was in exile in Babylon, he started from explaining to Daniel how they were going to overcome and go out of the exile, how Jesus was going to come. Then before God delved into what will happen at the end of the world, right? It's the same with these dreams that John saw in Revelation chapter 6. It starts from the known, which is Jesus' death and resurrection. So the white horse and a bow signifies victory. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. This means that the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary gives us victory. It gives us victory. It gave us victory on the cross. And from that time, it continues to give us victory even till the end time, right? So it's, it, we will, Christians will go forth conquering and to conquer. And from last Bible study, you know, these seals, as you've been, as you know, when they were explained, they were explained three sets of times, just like Daniel's dream. The same dream in a different, um, the way God explains things to people, he gives the same dream three different or two different times you remember pharaoh's dream he had a dream about the cow cow the six the seven fat cow and the 17 cows 
He also had the same dream in form of heads of corns. Joseph too had dreams that the sun, moon, and star were bowing to him. He also had dreams that the um, that some some um, plants in the field were bowing to him, but it meant the same thing. That's the same way God revealed to Daniel the same dream different times. So you you should not say oh these dreams mean different things they are all different parts of the same big picture that's the same way god revealed to john everything that will happen in the end time in a summary in chapter six and seven of revelations then he went forth to go in depth and revealed to john again the same thing all over again starting from revelations chapter 12 so revelations chapter 12 explains the first horse and that's what we saw last bible study so the second horse when jesus opened the second seal he saw a red horse this red horse was giving power to take peace away from the earth and how do we know what this means when jesus was leaving us when jesus was going ascending up to heaven uh, when he was about to be crucified was about to leave this world he said that in this world you will have trouble but i leave you my peace that's because jesus knew that the next horse coming is going to take peace away from the earth so revelation chapter 6 says verse 4 says and there went out another house that was red and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword so we saw that Jesus has already prepared Christians for the second horse, right? Which is chaos in the world. No peace. We saw the first world war, second world war, civil wars. All these things are the prophecy of the second horse. Now, the third horse is a black horse. We know that when you see black, shiny horses, they're healthy. So it stands for prosperity. And God gave us a revelation that it just stands for the internet boom you see cars everywhere airplanes all those things were not there during jesus time so that's the third horse prosperity we have startups entrepreneurship and everything and then the fourth horse is the pale horse when a horse is pale he's looking pale looking tired not only that the rider of this fourth horse is death so that's scary so death was the rider of the fourth us and it was hell was coming with it behind so the rider of the horse was death just imagine a skeleton with a hood on a pale horse with hell following right behind it so this fourth us we have not seen it yet it's the fourth us is um what we are waiting for right now that's the antichrist the fourth us he did a lot of things to the Christians such that when Jesus opened the fifth seal, so the fourth horse is the fourth seal. When Jesus opened the fifth seal, in heaven, those people that have been persecuted for Christ's sake said, Jesus, avenge us of the people that killed us for your namesake. And Jesus said, be patient. Something is going on, that, going on on earth. The guy on the pale horse, the Antichrist, he's killing your brothers and sisters, persecuting them, and that is the end time. 666 period wait for them then when 
they are they, they are done being persecuted they will come and join you and you will be avenged at the same time so that is the fifth seal when jesus opened the sixth seal that was the rapture so the fourth seal antichrist persecuting us going on to the fifth seal the sixth seal the rapture the seventh seal the wrath of god on those that were not raptured so that is the whole it's so easy so simple read it by yourself revelations chapter 6 and 7 and the wrath of god that's the end there's no second chances when god's wrath is poured on the world we see it in the old testament when the weeds are being gathered up to the barn the weeds are burned there's no second chance so now we see that uh, we see that um this summary in revelation 6 and 7 will be explained again so revelations 12 that we studied last week explained the the first and second seal which is jesus's death and resurrection and then peace being taken away from the earth where the devil came to make war with the seed of the woman when he could not get the get jesus right so the devil now came to make war with the seed of the woman now we're going to revelation 13 today and we'll be studying the fourth seal jesus is explaining it again so that's how jesus reveals things to people first from arises it in one dream the next thing you, you dream is not a new dream but more details about the other dreams you've dreamt before and so let's read together i want you to please get your bibles and open to revelations chapter 13 where we begin to see what is yet to come the revelation of the fourth seal the rider of the pale horse which is death and hell following behind him so revelations 13 says that verse 1 and i and i saw upon the sand of the sea i saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his head the name blasphemy and the beast which i saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and we know who the dragon is from revelation chapter 12 the dragon that tried to kill the seed of the woman he did not succeed and even though he thought he was killing jesus on the cross god killed jesus by himself on the cross not satan so god killed jesus for our sins on the cross and so um the analogy in revelation 12 shows that jesus was cut up to heaven while um the rest of the seed of the woman were being tortured by satan so that's why we see persecutions and um lack of peace on earth now this is a fourth seal we know the dragon satan gave a beast power so revelations 13 verse 2 and the dragon gave this beast his power and his seat and great authority and i saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wandered after the beast and they so now let's pause and see something here it says all the world wandered after the beast so popular all the world we wonder after this beast i don't know and i don't think this beast is going to be a physical beast it's going to be a system 
that all the world will embrace right it's going to be a popular system and if you're not embracing it you are going to be left out so but remember as a christian this system was endorsed by satan so we are not to embrace it but the thing is that all the world will wander out after this beast after this system and revelation 13 4 it says that and they worshipped the dragon that satan which gave power unto this system this beast and they worshipped the system that's the beast saying who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him so verse 5 says and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue for 42 months that's three and a half years to continue so he has already started ruling right um this beast has started ruling and from daniel chapter from daniel the study on end time daniel's end time dreams we've seen that he actually made a contract with the people of the world to rule for seven years so that that was his contract but when we did the calculation if you read the if you watch the episode on revelations chapter 8 9 10 no daniel 8 9 10 the bible study episodes on daniel 8 9 10 when we saw made the calculations of how long he ruled he didn't rule for up to seven years so he ruled for six six and some months six years and some months because jesus had to come and take us to heaven because matthew 24 says that if jesus did not shorten the time even christians will give up and say i don't know i can't take it anymore i can't take it anymore so jesus had to shorten the time and rapture had to take place so this beast is coming and we have to be ready and god will strengthen us during that time so all the world wondered after this beast and he continued for three and a half years more so revelation 13 verse 6 says that and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against god so any system that is against god and i don't know we're already seeing this system we are seeing the systems that are against god against the christians in in, in schools you people can teach about other religions but they can't teach about christianity and then we see people teaching kids things against god a lot of a lot of atrocities that the same reason why god destroyed the earth in the first place the same reason why god destroyed sodom and gomorrah that is the same same thing they're doing even today so this system is against god revelation 13 6 says and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against god to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven you see that in heaven as we described before that god was sitting on the throne as as john has seen in revelation chapter 3 revelation chapter 5 god was sitting on his throne and there was a green rainbow right and i thank god the rainbow is green because <laughs> the rainbow that we the rainbow that um G, god put in the sky during noah's time to say i will not destroy the earth again has been polluted right so that is a form of blasphemy like our flag is going to be rainbow and what can you do about it you already promised you're not going to destroy the world again so what can you do about it right this is like a form of blasphemy against god to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven so it looks like this system is already here 
but it's going to get deeper when somebody else comes to enforce the system on everybody so let's keep reading so now you're in your houses you're not being forced to do anything this system is just creeping in gradually against god revelation 13 7 says that and it was given unto him to make war with the saints now we were we the saints were just sitting down on our own going to our church regularly and then the system in verse 6 was blaspheming against god we did not complain but now it's now pivoting towards the christians coming to make war with the saints and guess what to even overcome them some of us will be overcome by the system and power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations so when you wonder how is this wrong wrong system gaining tuition what how is it spreading across the world how is it spreading across continents why is everybody agreeing to this system it's because power was given um unto the beast this system to over all kindreds was power was given to it over all tongues over all nations and revelation 13 a says that and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world so if your name is not written in the book of life you would definitely worship this system if you have not been if you you have not been born again you will worship this beast system so and the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world so we talked about last week that the way god does his things is a mystery is a mystery because god doesn't work with our time or our space right so things that happened from the foundation of the world is affecting what is happening now so jesus was killed and slain from the foundation of the world even before adam and eve sinned so how is it you know <laughs> the timing is not chronological in god's space and time so god is out of our space is out of our time he's in his own time in his own space so the if your name has not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world you're gonna bow to this um peace and worship this beast so revelation 13 verse 9 says that if any man have an ear let him hear morning if you have an ear let him hear if you find yourself worshiping the beast the system then your name is not written in the book of life now revelation 13 9 if any man have an ear let him hear Verse 10, it says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. And here is the patience and faith of the saints. So, Christians, going on your daily activities, one day this beast system just comes up and started talking whenever this this system comes and starts enforcing himself on us we should be patient when it starts to make war with us uh, we should be patient we that keep the faith of jesus christ we should be patient so 
Revelation 13 verse 11 says that I beheld another beast coming up out of heaven and he had two horns and like a lamb and he spake as a dragon so another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon so two horns like a lamb kind of like a wolf in lamb's clothing like deceiving people but he speak as a dragon Revelation 13 verse 12 says that and he exercises that all the power of the first beast before him and cursed the earth and them that dwell daring to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed so he actually um, you remember how we explained that this this antichrist or this person coming which daniel saw had come twice before in history so if you go back to the bible studies on daniel you would see that okay let's read it so that you would know daniel chapter 11 how do we know he has come before he has come before to do some things but that was not those times were not the final time so daniel 11 says that um, stay with me says that please open your bible to daniel 11 It's just one verse that tells us that that makes us explain that this guy has been here before. Okay, so okay, let me see. Okay, yeah. Daniel 11, verse 29. So, at the time appointed, he shall return. So, now, this guy was already killed. If we start from... So, let me see. Let's start from 25. He says that, And he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south, with a great army and the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a great very great and mighty army but he shall not stand for they shall forecast devices against him yea they that see listen listen very carefully there's so many he's here and it's very confusing but just keep listening this king when i don't want to go deep into daniel but Daniel saw four different kingdoms. The smallest kingdom was the one in the west. The largest powerful kingdom were the ones in the north and south. And in Revelation 11, they were talking about how the king of the north was great, the king of the south was great, another king of the north, another king of the south, another king of the north, south. The king of the east, Africa, just quiet. I don't know, it's weird. But the king of the... Um, east that's the 
African side. It's just quiet. But the powerful kings were the king of the north and south. But this king of the west will come and take this power by flattery. And so, let's see. This king will not stand. So, he's staring his power against the king of the south. Right? But he shall not stand for they shall forecast devices against him. Even they that feed from his the portion of his meat shall destroy him and his army shall overflow and many shall fall down slain and both this king's heart shall do mischief and they shall speak lies at one table but it shall not prosper for yet the end shall be at the appointed time 28 then he shall return into his land with great riches and his heart will be against the holy covenant and he shall do exploits and return to his own land at the time appointed he shall return and come towards the south but it shall not be as the former or as the later so three times he came he would come now so this this time that he's coming right now is the second time right in daniel eleven twenty nine, it says at the time appointed he shall return and come towards the south but it shall not be as the former time that he came and it shall not be as the later time that he came. So three times he came. Daniel 11.30 says, For the ships of Shittim shall come against him. So that's the second time now. Therefore he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. So let's see. So an arm shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifices and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. So if we read from chapter 1, I don't want to go deep into this, but it showed how he came into power. He, he, he went down. He came into power again. He went down. And then the last time he came into power and made war with the people of the Holy Covenant. So the third time is the time when he did the abomination that causes desolation and he, he persecuted the Christians. But what happened is that in Daniel chapter 11, verse 33 it says that and they that are wise in niv it says they that are wise will instruct many in kjv it says that and they that understand among the people shall instruct many yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days and when they shall fall they shall be hoping with a little help but many shall cleave to them with flatteries so we will see what happens here but this why we went into daniel was that they said he one of his wound was healed so and i saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death but then um, revelations 13 3 and i saw 
and I saw one of his head as it was wounded to death and his deadly wound healed. So when they say there's something like a fertile accident, that means the person died from the accident. When you say a deadly wound, he died from this wound, this beast that come before and died from this wound. And we saw in Daniel 11 that when he returned, the first, he, he came first time, came the second time and the third time. Um... So, so the second time that he came, the sh the second time he came, Daniel eleven thirty, he said, "For the ships of Shittim shall come against him, right? Shall come against him. Then he shall change his strategy, right? He shall now return to what? When the ship of Shittim comes against him, that's the end of the second time he he ruled. Then." He shall be grieved and return a third time and have let's let's when we hear this return the return signifies the the second time so daniel eleven thirty, for the ships of shitting shall come against him therefore he shall be grieved and return right that's the second return and have indignation against the holy covenant so shall he do now he shall even return which means the third time i was looking for the second return so there were two returns in daniel eleven thirty. thank you jesus i found it i was looking for it diligently so there are two returns the first time he came the ships of shittim came against him he was grieved he went back now he returned again and had indignation against the holy covenant and then um what we likened it to in the bible study was hitler i'm not sure god did not confirm to me but the person that that had indignation against the holy covenant that's the israelites was hitler the first time he came people say he came as nero caesar and by revelation of god's word nero caesar persecuted the christians throwing them to lions so that's the first time he came the second time he came as hitler and the third time he's going to come as these beasts and we see two returns in daniel eleven thirty. so this man had come he's been wounded he had died the beast the system has been wounded he had died uh, according to revelations 13 verse 3 i saw one of his head as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wounded against the beast and after the beast not against after supporting the beast revelations 13 verse um verse 11 so we see another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and speak as a dragon and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed deadly wound was healed so this is the third time he's coming in history his deadly wound was healed Revelation 13 verse 13 and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men that's the the second beast here doing great wonders and the, verse 14 says and deceiveth them 
that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beasts. So the second beast deceived a lot of people because of the miracles he was doing in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had, wound, which had the wound by a sword and did leave. So God even told us how the guy that had a deadly wound died by a sword. So maybe he killed himself with a sword or somebody killed him with a sword. I don't know the history of those two people. Um, but you can go on and check the history of how they died. But it was by a sword according to the word of God. But now he, he has returned a third time. Revelation 13 verse 15 says, And he had power to give life unto the image that he made, the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Okay, now, we are in our lane as Christians. You keep blaspheming against God. You keep saying all sorts of things. Some people even say that human beings are not more important because they are now robots and they are now smart AI and we forget that human beings were the one that made the AI. So the same way if they allow this AI to go forward, the same way AI will rebel against the humans that created them is the same way humans are rebelling against God. Do you get it? So even humans are Putting down other human beings. Even humans are saying that we are not as smart as the AI. We are not as smart as machines. But we created this AI. We created these machines. We are the God here. Creators of this AI. So why are we then putting ourselves down. Saying that humans are not smart. AI will take your jobs. And all these things. I feel like. Humans are supposed to be given greater respect because we are able to create intelligent machines, right? But the world is just upside down these days. It's just weird. So, anyway, um, Revelation 13 verse 15 gave life to the beast, caused the beast to speak, and caused as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused it all. Now, I was saying that we were sitting down as Christians, going to our church regularly, coming back home, doing our stuff. We were he we we hear in the news how people blaspheme God, how people do things that are unseemly, living the natural use according to Romans one. It's not my word. Don't say that I am criticizing people. I am saying the Bible, which is a valid religion, and it's a valid book, historical book. That was written by people, even as you believe all this, all these philosophers, Aristotle, but you don't believe the Bible. I don't understand. How were you there when the Greeks wrote their books? No, but you take it, you believe it. You're not there when the scientists wrote your chemistry textbook, but you believe it, right? But you refuse to believe the Bible. Believe the Bible. The Bible in Romans 1 says that the people of this world, at the end of the day, because they do not acknowledge God, they will, God will lead them to the worst of the worst. And the devil will then corrupt them and then 
make them the worst of themselves by leaving them to vile affection men with men women with women doing what is terrible or natural in the body even animals will tell you that it's male and female even um even um you cannot give birth if you are you cannot give birth naturally if you're not a male and female coming together in sexual um, um, activity you cannot give birth naturally so you know that that is against nature but it doesn't they've been blinded by thick veil so it doesn't make sense to them to, to, to them when you tell them that this is not natural it doesn't make any sense because they've been blinded by the God of this world I pray that God will open the eyes of everyone that have been blinded to see that this is not the way in the name of Jesus Christ so I'm talking about the Word of God not talking about my word I'm explaining what the Bible says so Revelation chapter 13 verse 16 says that now in addition to blaspheming against God what the Christians believe what Jesus came to tell us he then says if you don't worship the image of the beast you'll be killed how can a Christian worship the image of a beast that is against their God they would not so now it's time to kill the Christians just like he did when he came first time killing the Christians at the circus the second time killing the Jews the third time now killing the saints so and he cursed all both small and great rich and poor free and bound to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads so receive a mark in the right hand or foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name if you cannot buy and you cannot sell what are you going to eat what are you going to wear where are you going to live you cannot buy rent you cannot buy accommodation so where are you going to live you're going to render them homeless you want to render the christians homeless anyway this is what it will get to in the fourth seal you cannot buy or sell save you have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of your name of his name on your right hand or on your forehead <clears throat> now here is wisdom verse 18 revelation 13 18 here is wisdom now let him that has understanding count the number of the beast for is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three scores and six six hundred and sixty-six. So his number is six six six. Six is the number of man, right? I don't know where I heard that from, but it's almost similar to what we have been talking about. If he came three times, so this man came six the first time, he came six the second time, he came six the third time. So that could be the explanation. I'm not sure, but that occurred to me one day. I was thinking about it. If this man came three times in history and six is the number of a man and he came six <clears throat> six the first time six the second time six the third time just the same man same flavor the same mission to kill to make war with the saints 
right, to destroy the, the seed of the woman, the, the, the other seeds of the woman, the, the, the co-heirs with Jesus Christ. So that's the end of Revelation chapter 13. By God's grace, we'll go on to Revelation chapter 14 today. And stay with me. I pray that God will help us as we read. Now, I pray that God will give you deep understanding of this. Remember that when the Bible was written, it was not divided into sections. But a king, a great king, divided the Bible into sections. Revelation chapter 14. First of all, let me welcome you. I welcome you to the study on the book of Revelation chapter 14. So the king that divided the Bible into chapters grouped Revelation chapter 14 verse 1 to 5 under chapter 14. I feel it should be its own chapter because this event talks about what happened after the rapture and the beginning of the wrath of God. So when we, we've seen, as we've seen, you got to follow me, read your Bibles yourself. That's the only way you can understand this thing by yourself. When you read Revelation chapter 6 and 7, right after the rapture, when Jesus took his own to heaven, something happened. The wrath of God was supposed to happen immediately. But guess what? A group of people were not raptured. These are 144,000 virgins of the tribe of Israel. Now, they're not women. They're men, virgins, never slept with anybody before. I don't know who they are. I am not one of them, as I've said before. I'm a woman. I have, I have married and I'm giving birth to children. I'm not a virgin <laughs> anymore. So they are virgins, 144,000 people, men, and they remained on earth. I don't know why yet. But God put a seal on their head. Right? They were not raptured. But before the seventh seal was opened. And the wrath of God was released on the world. The angel said. Wait, wait, wait. Let us, let us mark the servants of God. And the servants of God were marked on their foreheads. And we saw that. In Revelations 8 and 9. Even when the wrath of God was being poured. The, the locusts. Is it a locust or a grasshopper? A locust with long human hair and a crown on its head and like a horse when it was killing the people. That's part of the wrath of God. Terrible wrath of God. You, you, you don't want to be part of the wrath of God. The wrath of God in the seventh seal when the locusts were killing people, God told the locusts not to hurt the one... 144,000 virgin men that will be left on the earth after rapture that have the seal of God. So, Revelations 14, verse 1 to 5, I believe, should be its own chapter. But let's read it together. It's just telling us the future of the, the 144,000 people. I want to welcome Mabel to this Bible study. Nice to have you here. So, open your Bibles. To Revelations 14. We just finished studying Revelations 13. An hour ago. We're going to Revelations 14. I pray that God will strengthen us in Jesus name. And reveal his word to us. Amen. Revelations 14.1 And I looked and lo a lamb stood on Mount Zion. And with him a hundred forty and four thousand. Having 
his father's name written on their foreheads, as I said before. So, and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and elders. And no one could learn that song but the one the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth so now it looks like at this time this point in time this time is different from what we've been reading for the past one hour revelations 13 and it's going to be different from revelations 14 6 to the end so I, that's why i said this chunk of revelations chapter 1 revelations chapter 14 1 to 5 does not belong to this section and it takes the Holy Spirit to understand that. So it, it seems that this 144,000 at this point have now been redeemed from the earth, right? They've now been taken out of the earth. We don't know if it's during the wrath of God. We don't know if it's after the wrath of God. That's the seventh seal. But let's keep reading. They sang a song that nobody could learn in Revelation 14.3. And um, they were the only ones that could learn the song. And verse 4 says, These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which followed the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouths was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. So these people, I don't know them. <laughs> they are 144,000 people. They're still on this earth. They know each other, <laughs> but I don't know them. But that's the end of this. At this time, Revelations 14, 1 to 5, they were now arrested from heaven and um, from earth to heaven. And they were singing a song. And we did not, we that have been raptured, we did not even know the song except these people. And this 144,000 from the tribe of Israel alone. They followed the lamb wherever he went. So they followed Jesus. They, they were chosen to follow Jesus. So let's continue our, our study on 666, which continues, which started from Revelations 13. And then there was an intermission in Revelations 14, 1 to 5. And let's continue to Revelations 14, verse 6. So he said, so we've heard in Revelations 13, chapter 13, that do not take the mark is 666. Um, be patient, you Christians. Be patient, you saints. You will not be able to buy and sell. You'll be hungry. You'll be, you'll be homeless. But don't take the mark. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Now let's keep, let's see what will happen after the warning. Revelations 14, open your Bibles. Revelations 14 verse 6, it says that, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven. Having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So, in the midst of this, beasts this system blaspheming against god as we saw in revelations 13 
now make it more with the saints and saying that anybody that doesn't worship the image should be killed and then it costed all both small and great to receive the mark when this is happening on earth something is happening an angel is flying all over the earth saying that worship god worship god and this might not be a literal angel it could be christians preachers on social media telling you that don't worship this beast don't worship this beast like i'm telling you today don't worship this system this system looks like it's popular as we saw in revelation 10 power was given to this system over every kindred and tongue you wonder why all these bad things are prevailing that's because power was given to the beast system to prevail so an angel of god which could be pastors and preachers saying that worship god fear god give him glory because judgment is coming right and worship god that made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the fountains of water and guess what another angel in revelations 14 8 says that and there followed another angel saying babylon is falling is falling that great city is like a prophecy because she made all nations drink of the wine of the rot of our fornication so this because people are wandering after the beast all nations are drinking of the wine of babylon's fornication because after rapture the wrath of god will poured on babylon the wrath of god as we've seen in revelations 8 9 the wrath of god will be poured on the people that are left behind after rapture so rapture is the sixth seal the fourth seal is the 666 and we are studying the fourth seal so during the fourth seal there the are warnings being sent out to the world the first warning is worship god don't worship the beast worship god the second warning is oh my god the world is wandering after the beast the world is drinking of the wine of rot of this beast now the third angel revelations 14 9 if you have your bible read um, read with me and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or his right hand or his hand the same person shall drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb which is jesus that is crazy like the third angel now is going forth as i said before the angels could be people like pastors like i'm telling you right now do not take the mark the angel said 14 revelations 14 9 says that if any man worship the beast do not worship the beast system do not worship his image do not receive his mark so people christians will be shouting it during that time saying it in form of this angel so so the angels in form of christians saying these things and i saw in revelation chapter 11 verse 33 god also told daniel that during that time if you open to the book of revelation i'm sorry daniel 11 33 daniel saw this all these things many of these things that john saw in a different way daniel 11 33 says that those who are wise will instruct many though for a time they shall fall by the sword they shall be burned and they shall be captured or plundered so 
the, the angels are humans actually telling you don't receive the mark the wise they will instruct many people this is the mark don't receive the mark and but they shall fall by the sword they shall be killed they shall be captured plundered that's going to be a bloody time it's going to test how much you love jesus how much you love god and how much you fear being tormented according to revelations fourteen ten, he said if you drink if you take this mark you shall drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured out without mixture so which one do you fear do you fear someone just killing you or burning you with fire oh, your physical flesh which one do you prefer do you prefer a man burning you with fire or prefer drinking of the wine of the wrath of god and being tormented with fire the same fire <laughs> not the same fire this one is even more terrible fire in the and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb imagine that the wrath of god involves people that have worshipped the beast being tormented with fire now if you're burnt with fire you're gonna die but when you're tormented with fire it's gonna be forever that's eternal death so do not fear the bible says do not fear day that can kill the body but fear god that can kill the soul forever i can someone be dying forever dying forever dying just be dying every day and not die right so it's just terrible torment so which one do you choose do not love your life give up your life that's what revelations 12 says so it says and they overcame him by the blood of jesus and by the words of their testimony and they did not love their life unto death they gave up their lives so even the fear of the wrath of god can will even should prevent you from taking the mark of the beast so revelations chapter 14 verse 11 says that and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever so those people that um, we take the mark the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever received the mark of his name now listen christians revelations fourteen twelve. here is the patience of the saints here are they that keep the commandments of god and the faith of jesus here is be patient that's what the bible says some people say oh i will not be here when the mark when the 666 comes when the mark comes maybe you will have died thank god but the truth is that this fourth seal the antichrist is 666 is coming before the sixth seal which is a rapture so if you are still alive it's gonna catch you here because the rapture happens after immediately after this jesus will come to deliver us from this torment he will deliver us from if we are still alive if it happens in our generation we will witness this antichrist this fourth seal the the death riding on the pale horse so um the only thing that can keep you from witnessing it right now is may, maybe when you grow old and die Maybe it doesn't happen in your generation, but if you're a Christian and you are alive at that time, you're going to experience this period. So 
Here is the patience of the saints, the children of God, that are alive at that time. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Revelations 14, verse 13. Now, let's keep going. Stay with me. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Just what I was saying. Um, yeah, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Revelations 14, 14. And I looked and behold a white cloud. Now this is Jesus coming in rapture to deliver us from this crazy beast system that is trying to kill us and make us homeless, trying to burn us, trying to plunder us. Revelations 14, 14 says that, And I looked and behold a white cloud, and upon the clouds one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. You see that? The Bible is complete. A sharp sickle. So what is a sickle? I don't know if you did, if you've been a farmer before or you did agricultural science. A sickle is used in harvest time to harvest the wheat. And remember, the Bible told us that he shall harvest the wheat into the barn and he shall gather the weeds to be burned. And so someone, the son of man in the clouds, having a golden crown on his head and in his hand a sharp sickle. Revelations 14, 15. Read your Bible with me. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Trust thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud trust in its sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. So that's rapture. The Christians were taken up to heaven. And Revelations 14 verse 17 says, And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. So Jesus is going to reap us. The angels are going to reap the weeds and gather them to be burned. So the left behind people are going to be burned. There's no second chance. There's no like play with your blood. There's nothing like that in the Bible. This is the end of the end. The seventh seal. So let's keep reading. Revelations 14, 17 says that another angel came up of the temple which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. 18 says, and another angel came out of the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle saying, trust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for our grapes are fully ripe. So in this place, the winds which are the unwanted plants, are likened to grapes. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. So the weeds are gathered to, into the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles by the space of 1,600 furlongs. That's how the blood was flowing, the blood of the people. And we've seen it in Revelation 7, 8, 9, the step-by-step -step explanation of the wrath of God. So here it just says that the angel put, harvested the weeds, put them in the wine press, squeezed the wine press, and their blood came out. But in Revelations, if you want to see exactly what the wrath of God looked like on the people on this earth, go read Revelation 7, 8, 9. 
step-by-step revelations, um, step-by-step punishments of all the people that were left behind by God, even the Antichrist man, the beast, all those people. God destroyed them. And guess what? As if that is not enough, God will still show John more explanation about this wrath of God in Revelations 15, 16, 17, and 18. The wrath of God was explained longer than the rapture or anything else. We must not be part of the wrath of God. We must just suffer a little while. It's not even up to three and a half years of suffering. It's crazy, but let us suffer a little while. And after we have been we have suffered a little while we will be glorified but if we compromise if we say i can't take it anymore i can't let someone burn me or kill me i want to take the mark of the beast i'm so hungry i'm not eating for days i've never done it before i've never been persecuted before but <laughs> i know it's gonna be hard but our love for god our faith in jesus christ our patience we see us through this time and my prayer is that god makes me like the philadelphia church so Revelations chapter 3, God promised the Philadelphia church that he's going to hide them from the persecution <laughs> that will come on all the earth, right? So because they are not strong enough, but they love God so much. So if God makes me like the Philadelphia church, I don't mind actually hiding in one place and will not be found by the Antichrist. That would be awesome. So um, that is Revelations chapter 13 and 14 explained. I believe you have been blessed. But I want to read um, the, the, the explanation of the end time as explained by Jesus. Just to summarize it in Matthew chapter 13. Please open your Bibles to Matthew 13, 24 to 30. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. Jesus also talked about this whole scenario of harvesting us from the earth. So 24 says that, another parable put he forth unto them saying the kingdom of God is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field right Adam and Eve were good seeds that God sowed on this earth but guess what but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tars among the wheat and went his way 26 and but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit then appeared the tars also that's the weeds or unwanted plants so the servants of the householder came and said unto him sir didst, didst, didst thou not sow good seeds in thy field from whence then it, it kjv from whence then had it tars matthew thirteen twenty-eight. He said unto them, An enemy had done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? So he says that, Do you want us to go and pull up the weeds, right? And that doesn't really work because in Noah's time, God tried to pull up the weeds by killing the sinners and leaving the Noah and his family. But the weeds already mingled with the seeds, the real plants, such that even Noah's children made him drunk and all those things. And even from after Noah came the people of the Torah of Babel. So that strategy did not work. 
removing the bad people and just leaving a set of good people did not work. Even in Sodom and Gomorrah, killing the Sodomites, maybe trying to end the homosexual regime, right? Because the Sodom men wanted to sleep with the angels, the angel men. And so those were the kind of practices and God destroyed the whole city. Still, that did not put an end. So when the servant told Jesus that, uh, should we go and pull up the weeds, um, pull up the weeds out of the middle of the plants that you've planted? And Jesus said, that doesn't work. <laughs> we've tried it a lot of times. <laughs> so he says that um, Matthew 13 verse 29. But he said, nay, don't do that. Lest while ye gather up the tares, you root up the wheat with them. So sometimes when you gather up the tares, you root up the wheat, the real plants with them. Because the real plants look like weeds right there's so many people that are supposed to give your life to jesus christ but they are still sinners they are at the end of the day they will give their life to christ but if god is not patient and destroys them while they are still sinners it will be like destroying the real plan because at the end of the day they will still repent right so let me read it to you again so that you understand it says jesus said but he said nay Lest while ye gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. It's not like you're making a mistake and then root up the weeds, root up the good plants mistakenly. No, these good plants actually look like weeds because they've not repented, right? So if God happened to cause judgment on the earth right now. Many people that would have given their life to Christ at a later time will be destroyed. So that's an explanation from this, for this place that God gave me. So Revelations chapter, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 13 verse 30 says, let both grow together unto the harvest. That's the harvest of the world. That's the rapture. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tars and bind them in bundles so to be burned to burn them and gather the wheat into my barn so when i was reading this place i, I was wondering like what does it mean god says he's gonna gather the bad plants first but in revelation god said he's gonna invest the christians first before he's wrought his part on the world so i understood that God will separate the weeds, the bad plants on earth. They will still be on earth. They will be bound somewhere. So while, when God appears in the sky and wants to arrest us, the unbelievers will be bound. They will be bound. They just feel like they are bound. They will be bound to be burned. They will not be able to do anything. They will be bound. Right? Like everybody will just freeze. Right, that's what I understand from Matthew chapter 13. So it says, gather ye the, the weeds, the bad plants to be bound. Um, gather them into bundles. Just gather them. Then harvest the, the real good plants up to heaven to my barn. Right. Then the weeds can now be burnt on the earth. Right. So when Jesus come, these unbelievers will be bound up. Rapture will take place and then the wrath of God will begin. 
and I pray that we will not be part of the wrath in the name of Jesus Christ. So I said here that when when gathering them to be when binding these bad plants means that fear will come upon the the unbelievers at rapture, and we can see it is the Bible books complement each other. It says that in Revelation chapter six, it says, "How do you know that they have been bound to be burnt?" Revelation six. If you can open your Bibles, that immediately after the rapture, Revelation six fifteen, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, even the born men, the slaves, the poor, everybody that did not go in rapture every free man they hid themselves you see they are bound they hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountain saying to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that seated on the throne and from the rot of the lamb so the rot is coming so they already when when the weeds have been bound they will feel it that ah, i've been bound What's happening? Judgment is at the turn of throwing in the fire. Is it time to burn me? So the bad plants have been bound. So that's why they feel like, whoa, who's going to save us? So the day, Revelation 6, 17, for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? The, the wrath of the lamb is come and who shall be able to stand? So they, they were bound. They, they have the knowledge that they are ready to be burnt. <laughs> Something is about to happen to them. I pray that we will not be part of them in Jesus' name. So I just want us to pray right now. What we should have right now is understanding of the beasts and the system. Everything that blasphemes against God, we should not wonder after it. We should see it through music, the music you listen to, the people you follow on social media, the ideas you're trying to um, imbibe, financial um, tricks and tips that makes you feel like um, um, Christians are not meant to be poor. Yes, um, we have to also make this money. Be careful so that you don't make money your God. All these things are the system of the world. Wherever the, the world is going to, we should go opposite direction of it. So if the world is going towards one direction, it said it's crypto, you go opposite of it. By the Spirit of God, you, God will reveal to you what the opposite is. Because the system of the beast, you can unknowingly wander after the beast. Because all the world will wander after the beast. So our prayer right now, I would like us to pray. Say, God, this beast system has already started. In some parts of the world, it's encroaching into the Christian life. He's saying that if you don't bow to me, you will suffer persecution. But the real thick persecution has not yet started. They are still blaspheming against God in their own corner. But they will soon come and enforce it and say, if you don't join us to blaspheme against God, you will be killed. If you don't join us to take the mark, you will be killed. But while it's available, while it's still operating, Lord, help us not to wander after the system of the beast. Help us not to wander in our desires. What do we desire in life? What ideologies do we support? How do we live our lives? Do we live our lives to know more of God or more of money? To have more of God or have more of money? Lord, help us not to be deceived by the system of the beast. 
Help us not to wander after the beast. Help us not to receive his mark, his name, and his image. Give us patience and strength for that time in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O God, that if it seems like this system is, might come up in our generation, O God, it feels like it. It's very strong. Every day you hear all these laws being passed on, blaspheming against God. All these laws being passed on, blaspheming against the creations of God, calling them dumb, making AI more um, superior to human beings, O God. All these things, O God, dis discarding what you created, O God, and exalting what man created, O Lord. All the system of the beast, O oh God, help us not to desire or like the ideology. Help us reject those ideologies in the name of Jesus. And give us patience to overcome at the end time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for wisdom. Wisdom about the mark of the beast. That when it comes, we will know what it is. The devil is, is, is not going to, might not put it as a literal 666 mark. And he might do that. He might be so bold as to put it as a 666 mark. And say, what can you do? Yet it's going to be literally 666. And it might not. It might be in different forms. But Lord, whatever form this mark takes, Lord, help me to discern, oh God. Help me not to be so busy with my worldly secular work, oh God. Let me not be like all those churches that you have described in the Bible that are busy with the second works. Even if they are even um, Christian works, Christian activities. Help us not to be busy in all these things. But help us to be in tune with your spirit, O oh God. To discern what the mark is and not take it. Help us to be wise virgins. That in addition to keeping ourselves pure, we would have revelation about what this mark is. We will be wise. We will even instruct many about why this is the deception, about why this is the mark of the beast. So God, help us, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus to be wise. We thank you because you have done it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me pray with you right now. Everlasting Father, we thank you for this wonderful Bible study. Thank you for the strength and grace to study Revelations chapter 13 and 14. We ask that your word will minister life unto the people that have heard, the ones that are online right now, O oh God minister life unto them oh god wherever they are in their spiritual life oh god what it takes oh god to get them to the level that you have destined them to be oh god please lord do that work of righteousness in their lives in the name of jesus christ lord have mercy upon them today oh god and help them such that if they're still struggling with the old man i ask that you please nail their old man to the cross and do a walk of righteousness in them, Lord. Break them down and make them repent. Convict them of the, all their sins, whatever sin that besets them, oh God. Remind them of it and help them to repent. And then do the double kill in their lives. Forgive them of their sins and give them power to say no to sin. And that is giving them the new man, the water of life, that would help them to love righteousness and hate sin. And also give them the Holy Spirit, O oh God, which is their seal of redemption, O oh God, so that they can begin to ooze out with um, ooze out peace, ooze out joy, peace instead of depression, joy instead of sadness, um, love 
instead of hatred, patience instead of anger. Let them begin. To, let the Holy Spirit's fruit begin to come out of them, O oh God, so that they can be at the level that you want them to be. In Jesus' name, I also pray for Christians, O oh God, that are okay. Amen. So, Lord, also let them use out all the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness meekness temperance faith all the nine fruit of the spirit oh god um i think i'm missing one lord let your people have joy love peace patience goodness gentleness temperance meekness and faith lord let this come out of your children in the name of jesus christ i pray for christians oh god that um that don't um <clears throat> i pray for christians that are still in your in in church but have not yet been born again they're still enjoying your grace oh god i ask that you would let them go into a deeper realm with you oh god and do the work of righteousness in their life i thank you because you have done it receive the glory of god save souls all over the world jews gentiles and muslims oh god Save all souls, O oh God. We are covered with the blood of Jesus. Let your peace rest upon us. Till the next Bible study again, O oh God, be with us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I thank you, everybody, for joining this Bible study. Thank you, Ayo, um, Ruda, um, Hefei, Mabel, Sparkle Titi. <laughs> thank you for joining. God bless you. Till I come your way again next time, stay blessed. Amen.